0: But Father, we ask you to touch their bodies, watch over and keep them. We especially pray for Brother Johnson tonight, Lord, if you would touch his body and Mrs. Johnson give her the peace she needs to go through what she's having to do. But Jordan, Lord, we pray for his chest, Lord, and that he would be healed back together soon. And whatever it takes, Lord, give the doctor the wisdom to handle that case. And Father, we do pray for this uh, Jennings, Lord, uh, that you would take care of her liver. Uh, Lord, we know you can touch it. We ask you to do so. And Father, there's just so many of this little baby. I can't imagine a little baby being sick and, and just can't tell us what's wrong with her. And Lord, we ask you to take care of her. We know you do because you said so in your word. And Father, we pray now tonight for every one of the members of the church. Father, we know that you care for us. You want to bless us. But we pray, Lord, that people would just get their hearts warm back towards you, Lord, like it ought to be. We thank you so much for each one who's coming. Thank you for the wonderful service we had this morning. But tonight, Lord, we want another blessing now from on high. So we ask you to bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, please turn back to the book of Hebrews, chapter 1. Hebrews, chapter 1. And I'd like to read the, just a little bit in the book of Hebrews. I love these first verses. I don't know how many times I've read them over, preached over them, but verse 1, Hebrews chapter 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in time past of the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the world, who being in the brightness of His glory, and he the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, set down on the right hand of the Majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he has uh, by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Father, we ask you again in Jesus' name that you bless the reading and study of thy word to each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What I want to talk to you about tonight is just who is Jesus Christ. And I want to say this to you, there's none other like Jesus Christ. And He cannot be compared to anyone else. No mortal man can be compared to Him. Napoleon Bonaparte, I love to read behind this crazy guy. I read quite a bit about his life. And he was a great man in his time. And uh, Napoleon Bonaparte lived a wicked life. He was a warrior most of his life. He was a greedy man and an ambitious man. But at the end of his life, he was exiled on the Isle of St. Helena. And there he got the Bible, began to read the Word of God. And after reading and reading and reading the Bible, this is what Napoleon wrote about Jesus Christ. He said, I know men... And I tell you that Jesus Christ is not a man. I read that and I said, man, a lie. He said the truth one time in his life. What I want you to see tonight, what that resemblance does not exist between God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and any other person on the face of this earth. The difference between Christianity and every other religion is infinite. The heads of every other religions are neither God's nor the agents of deity. All they are are missionaries of falsehoods molded from the clay of every other mortals. It's the uniqueness of Jesus Christ that makes our faith different. For instance, you can take Buddha out of Buddhism and still have Buddhism. You can take Confucius out of Confucianism, and you still have Confucianism. You can take Mohammed out of Islam and still have Islam. But you cannot take the Lord Jesus Christ out of Christianity and still have Christianity because Christianity is not a creed nor a code and not a cause and not a church. It is Christ. Now, others say there is a sign to the way. But Jesus says, I am the way. Others say, here is philosophy that points to the truth. But Jesus says, I am the truth and the life. Others say, here is a way to find life. But Jesus says, I am the life. So, never has there been another life like the Lord Jesus Christ. More music has been written about him than any other, more poetry has been written about him than any other. More people have died for Him than any other. So who is Jesus? Three things we need to see from Hebrews chapter 1 today. First of all, Jesus declared the Word of God. Look at verse 1 and 2. God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the world. Now, so Jesus is God's Word. Jesus declares God's Word. The book of Hebrews begins with this statement, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God's last Word to humanity. Now remember something. Up until this time, God has spoken to mankind gradually. Through the nature, through conscience, through history, through law. God has spoken through the prophets. Now, in these last days, God has spoken through His Son, Jesus Christ. When you have said, Jesus, you've said it all. Look at verse 3. "...who, being in the brightness of His glory, and expressed the image of His person, and upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself purged our sins, Sit down on the right hand of the majesty on high. If you don't want to know God, then you know Jesus. Jesus is the express image of God. I've said this many a time preaching, and I believe with all my heart and soul, the only God you'll ever see is the Lord Jesus Christ. The man Christ Jesus. Jesus said, Ye that have seen me have seen the Father. Jesus is called the Word of God in John 1 and verse 1. And I asked the question when I read it, why is Jesus called the Word? Because the Word is an expression of an idea. Therefore, Jesus is the expression of the idea of God. Somebody says, I don't believe in God. Somebody else says, I believe in God. What is this idea of God? Jesus is the very expression of the idea of God. Uh, You can say there is a God, and I say to you, just say Jesus. Jesus said in the Revelation, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the last words and the first words of the Greek alphabet. In other words, Jesus is our A to Z of everything. Jesus is God's Word in finality, God's Word in fullness, God's Word in focus. Therefore, God has spoken to us by His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus demonstrated the works of God. Everything God does, Jesus does. <laughs> for example, in the reason uh, Jesus is the reason for creation. Look at verse one, uh, verse two. Hath in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds. Do you know who made all this stuff? You know who made the world and everything that exists? Jesus, the planets earth where you live everything is on the face of earth jesus did it that baby of matthew chapter one is the great god of genesis one uh, where the bible says in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth same person jesus spake the universe in place who made all these stars and planets this earth that same little baby in matthew chapter one and I want to say to you today, tonight, the same Jesus will rule this earth and this universe one day, according to verse 3. Who being in the brightness of his glory, and express the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. I thank God that one of these days Jesus is going to rule everything on this earth. Jesus is also the Redeemer of creation. Verse 3 tells us again. Jesus is the reason, the ruler, the Redeemer of all creation. What's wrong with this wicked world today? Sin. The reason that man cannot find the cure for today's problems is he hasn't found the right prescription. Jesus is the only prescription for the curse of this whole sin-sick world. There is none other name under heaven were given among men whereby ye must be saved. Jesus alone saves. You'll be saved by Jesus Christ or you won't get saved at all. Verse 3 said, He by Himself purged our sins. Now notice the word purge here. Our only purge uh, from sin word in the Bible is uh, the only cure is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not died in the wool Baptist. Neither uh, we're washed in the blood, Baptists. Jesus was born to die by Himself for our sins. Uh, the word set down in verse 3 means His work of redemption was finished at Calvary. Everything that we need to go to heaven was finished on Calvary. Jesus is the Savior. Behold the Lamb of God which took away the sin of the world. The first word of Jesus in public ministry was, I must work the works of Him that sent me. The last words of Jesus on Calvary was, It is finished. In other words, Jesus did what He came to do. He purged our sins, or He washed them away. Uh, Number four, Jesus declares the Word of God. Jesus speaks to us of God. Why should we worship Jesus? By the way, I worship Jesus. Amen. I know I've been accused of almost worshiping this book, the Bible. But I don't work worship this book. I highly reverence this book. But I worship the man of the book, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus speaks to us of God. Why should we worship Him? Number one, because of His superior name. Look at verse 4. Being made so much better than the angels as he had inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they you think of all the angels that's been worshipped down through the ages images and idols that's been made to angels and the Bible says that Jesus is greater than any angel if there's any uh, creature that's ever been or ever will be that deserves our worship it's Jesus Christ he is God Jesus is better than angels Therefore, He deserves our worship. He's not a messenger. He is the Word. He is the message. Why should we worship Jesus? Jesus says, because of His sacred nature. Look at verse 5 with me. For unto which of the angels said ye at any time, Thou art my Son, this day have a begotten thee. And again I will be to him a Father, and he shall be to me a Son. Now I want you to watch this. Verse 5. God the Father made the angels, but He begot the Son. And read verse 5 again, and it may plainly tell you He begot the Son. And because of His sovereignty and nobility, look at verse 8 now. But unto the Son, He says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Who is Jesus? He is a king. He is the Savior. He is the Lord of Lords. He is God in flesh. And here's the whole question that deserves to be asked of every human being. What are you going to do with Jesus? You know that's the answer to every problem a man's got. What are you going to do with Jesus? I've been listening today to Trump's speech and some of the news and I'm going to tell you the truth. i just come to the place just about it. I don't even listen to the news no more. Because it ain't nothing but a mess. And I look at human beings and what they're doing to other human beings. And they have no respect for human life anymore. And what's going on in this world. And I say, Lord, what is wrong with human nature? And I found out the cause. They don't put Jesus in the right place that He should be. And that is, if you worship Jesus, brother, all this mess can be straightened out. Amen. And the question is, who is Jesus? He's God. He's the Savior. And He deserves our worship. I've never asked a man to bow down to me or obey me. I've always pointed men to Christ Jesus. Amen? And if I can get people to understand one thing, Jesus is the answer to all our problems. And He can handle it. Amen? I'm glad i got one greater than I am or greater than any human being I ever met. And I've known some great men in my life but He's greater, and He's greater than angels and principalities and powers. He's God in the flesh, and He can take care of it. And He deserves our worship. And you know, I, I, I don't understand. This morning I come into church, and it is strange. You used to get up on Sunday morning and be real quiet. You remember? been a long time ago. You, you, you walk out in the yard, there wouldn't be nothing going on. Now you get up, and lawnmowers are going. You weed whackers are running and and just everything in the world people out in the yard washing their cars and hooking up their boats and, and working just like it's another day did you know Jesus deserves our worship he deserves it why should I go to church to worship the Lord We should worship Him every day of our life. That's true. But it ought to be a time, a special time, a worship service of going to church and worshiping the Lord. That's special. And He deserves it. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I ask You to get our minds set back where it ought to be. And that's on You. And learn to worship You as You demanded to be so. And Father, we do tonight lift You up as best we know how. And I can't get over the very privilege of being able to lift up thy name to everybody I meet that I can get them to look up to you and to worship you as God in the flesh. Any problem, anything that's going on in our life, you can handle it. And you deserve our worship because you're the mighty God. And I ask you to bless us as thy people tonight. And Lord, I do pray again for all these that sick and ill and got problems and a funeral service for our loved ones and just so many things going on in life right now. But Lord, You can handle it, and You can ease our pain and take care of us. We ask You to do so in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.